Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Compliant with Alliant, bringing you insights into employee benefits compliance. I'm your host, Christine Blanco. I'm the Director of Employee Benefits Compliance here at Alliant, and my friend Diana Craig is here. Hello, everyone. Also an attorney here in our Benefits Compliance Department. And as I um, stumble through midlife, I find myself thinking a fair amount about Medicare, which is, I guess, another podcast entirely. (laughs) And we happen to see a number of questions about Medicare and how Medicare interacts with group health plans. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Diana wants to take the whole kit and caboodle today, but I'm making her divide it up. We're going to divide it up into a series. Well, I know. And Christine is making us start with... (laughs) How Medicare works with Cobra, and that is not what I want to talk about because it's uh, it's confusing, it's elaborate, and, and I just don't want to. The stuff that I want to talk about, she's making me kick out for another show. <laughs> well, this week I've had a number of questions on Medicare and Cobra, so it sounded like it made sense to touch that. And then as we sort of got into this topic, we realized there's actually a number of issues that are worth discussing but I will not be deterred on my COBRA and Medicare. So we'll do a series. This is our first Compliant with Alliance series. We'll do a Medicare series. We'll talk about COBRA and Medicare today. We'll talk about the Medicare secondary payer rules in a future podcast, and then we'll talk about Medicare and HSA eligibility, yeah? Yeah, that sounds like a plan. And we have um, a ginormous Alliant insight on this on this topic, uh, group health plans and Medicare. It's 11 pages long, and that's available for your reading pleasure um, if you're so inclined. So why don't we get started a little bit about some background and what's important, um, what are some important issues when we're talking about Medicare and and COBRA? Yeah, and I have to start off just with um, plugging one of my favorite publications. Other than our Alliant Insight, there is a document uh, produced called Medicare and You, and it is just a great sort of go-to resource. If you have employees who are coming to you and who are confused and, you know, we're always worried about giving them bad advice where they maybe will incur a late enrollment penalty or have some sort of consequence like that, I would always direct people immediately to that Medicare and You publication. It's, It's fantastic. And that's a really good point because, you know, for you HR folks out there who have uh, your employees coming to you upon retirement, asking you questions about Medicare, what you're telling them is hugely important and could impact them for, you know, almost the rest, you know, their entire Medicare eligibility. So Diana's point is very well taken and it really is best from the horse's mouth in that regard. Okay, so I'm just going to start out really, really quickly talking about when you can enroll uh, just generally in Medicare. So... When I look at initial enrollment for people, so you have a window to enroll in Medicare that is three months before the month in which you turn age 65 and then closes at the end of the third month after you turn 65. So it's about a seven-month window where you have an enrollment opportunity. So in the next step, we have to look at whether there are other windows, other ways on and off of Medicare. You have a special enrollment window where if you're outside of initial enrollment and you are not in a Medicare open enrollment window, you also have an opportunity to hop on a plan. Uh, most importantly for us, we need to know and often advise employees that there is an eight-month special enrollment window. You can sign up for A and B that starts the month after employment ends or your group health plan coverage 
ends, and I'm not talking about COBRA here, people. I am talking about active employer coverage. Thunder. That was one of my points. I, you know what? I think if we hit that <laughs> one a couple of times, the world will be a better place. But you know, the other one that came up for me lately, and you know, sometimes it feels good to still know you're just you're always learning. I guess um, is that if you are over age 65 and you're still actively employed, and so you have active group uh, health plan coverage in place, you can enroll at any time. But that's also still considered some sort of special enrollment window. And there are a host of things that I'm dying to talk about, about when coverage is effective. effective. Um, but may not. <laughs> <laughs> but Chris is going to throw something at me if I try and cover those uh, now. And I don't know if you mentioned this, but the reason why we're talking about initial and special is because if, if you delay enrollment when you're initially eligible or after your special enrollment period ends, and then you default to sort of the annual general enrollment, and you haven't done that upon initial eligibility after special, there's there's a penalty, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and just really quickly, I mean, I, I, I don't want to bury the lead here, but there there are also times when you are automatically uh, signed up. So um, if, if you are age 65 and receiving retirement benefits from Social Security or something called the Railroad Retirement Board, which I, I've never come across in real life, uh, but going yeah, and it's going to be next week. It's the, the Railroad Retirement Board. Um, you get automatically enrolled. So there's all these layers about when you are you automatically enrolled. If you're not automatically enrolled, when can you enroll? When is coverage effective? And what are we talking about? Medicare Part A, Part B, and all that's important. I think we want to save that discussion actually for the HSA component of it. Completely, um, completely. Yeah. So, so let so with that background and understanding that. You know, there's a potential penalty for individuals if they don't enroll when initially eligible or at these other windows of time. Let's talk about Medicare and COBRA. And so moving over to sort of the COBRA component of it, when you have, obviously, for COBRA covered employers, you have an obligation to offer continued coverage upon, you know, certain qualifying events, one of which is termination of employment or retirement. And then there are, you know, and it's a period of time that you have to offer coverage. It's up to 18 months or on, it's an 18-month coverage period for termination or retirement. And that can end early under certain prescribed events in the statute, one of which is the individual or the qualified beneficiary becoming entitled to Medicare. And so a lot of times we get questions about, well, what if I have somebody who's already on Medicare? Do I still have to offer them COBRA? And how does that work? And so here's a real quick summary of how that works. When you have a COBRA qualified beneficiary, so they've had a termination of employment or retirement, and they are not entitled to Medicare, but they become entitled to Medicare after electing COBRA coverage, that coverage can indeed be terminated early. That's permissible in the statute. Now note that this rule would not apply to any of the other QBs who are not entitled to Medicare. Another thing to note that ties into Diana's point is where you have elected COBRA after active employment coverage, right? Termination of employment, COBRA, and then then you become eligible to enroll in Medicare. And let's say you don't feel like doing that because you like your COBRA coverage. If you delay your Medicare initial enrollment until the end of your COBRA coverage, 
it can result in a Part B penalty if you if it falls outside of that initial eligibility or initial enrollment window. So it's not like active group coverage like Diana mentioned. Well, and I think the thing, too, is if you get that Part B late enrollment penalty, I think you carry that with it's you. It's for life. It's forever. It's forever. It's not a year. It's, it's forever. And so if you add that up over time, it's significant. And that's why it's really important to make sure you're referring your employees to the right resources. So then let's take a look about let's take a look at which is what I had come up this week an individual who's already on Medicare and also on the active group health plan sometimes that happens and then we'll talk about Medicare secondary payer rules at a at a different podcast but if you have an employee who's actually entitled to Medicare, has a COBRA qualifying event, do you have to offer them COBRA? And you do. Those individuals are entitled to COBRA like any other qualified beneficiary, and so are their dependents. And it cannot be terminated early because of prior Medicare entitlement. So they function, anyone who's on another plan, on, a, on Medicare, they function just like any other qualified beneficiary. Yeah, and this might be a good time to talk about a, a question I get a lot, uh, which is, is Medicare entitlement itself a qualifying event? Um, and the answer, it really is no for all of our active employer plans. And that's, you know, again, we're, we're going to dive deep into Medicare secondary payer, but you can't... <laughs> You cannot penalize people for Medicare entitlement, and so you cannot have somebody lose eligibility for an active group health plan just because they become um, eligible for um, or entitled to Medicare. So it's not going to be a qualifying event, and that also means it's not going to be a second qualifying event for a dependent when we look at that multiple qualifying event rule. So that's, you know, you have one qualifying event and then you have one with a longer coverage period that sort of hits during that initial 18-month COBRA continuation of coverage period. You get that expansion. You don't get that with Medicare entitlement. It is listed in the statute, but it only applies, really we're looking at uh, retiree plans and, and even then it's those early retiree plans where it just comes up a lot. Um, and then, uh, you know, the weirdest, most confusing rule of all. <laughs> and I, Chris would probably... I don't know that I've ever seen this actually go in practice. I think she would give me a dollar not to talk about this rule. But there's a weird rule um, called the Medicare extending rule for spouses and dependents. And it, it doesn't come up a lot. But this is where you have an active employee who is enrolled in Medicare. So they're covered. Entitled, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they then experience a, a, a termination of employment or reduction of hours that occurs within the 18 months after they became entitled to Medicare, right? So you got to kind of draw a little timeline there. Then the employee's spouse or any dependent children become entitled to Medicare for a maximum period of 16 months after the employee becomes entitled to Medicare. So you're, you're lining out all of this weird sort of stuff. And, and I, uh, I was trying to. 16, isn't it? 36? Oh, I'm sorry. 36 yeah, yeah, yeah. months after the employee, uh, becomes entitled to Medicare. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things where I was, I was trying to Google the rationale for this because it is a weird, um, a weird, I don't know what it is. It's a weird extension rule. It's ju it just is what it is. It but I, is. I couldn't like, find a rationale for it. And if you don't follow any of that, don't worry about it. Just know that there's a special sort of relating back rule, you know, where you have somebody who's on Medicare and then has a COBRA qualifying event, has some spouse and dependent children. Hopefully your COBRA vendor is aware of this and, and can help you manage it. No problem. I know. I, <laughs> I feel like we need to pull out of this confusing tailspin before we end <laughs> hey, this. I tried not to go into it at all, but... 
So you just know that there are very prescribed rules when it comes to Medicare and COBRA. So as long as you know to ask the question, you'll you should get the right answer. Certainly, if you're if you're coming our direction for that. Well, and that a lot of it is just sort of order of operations. Exactly. What hit first? What hit second? Within what windows? Uh, it's just interesting. It is. So that's our first in our series of Medicare and Your Group Health Plan podcasts, Medicare and COBRA. And thanks for joining us today. We'll look forward to our next Fun with Medicare podcast soon. Thank you.